Shall we begin? Let's begin now. Welcome to WriteCast, a casual conversation for serious writers, a monthly podcast by the Walden University Writing Center. I'm Claire Hilikoski. And I'm Casey Walls. We'll have a familiar voice on the podcast today with Beth guest starring to discuss tips for writing an award application. We use writing in many different contexts outside of Walden coursework and documents as well. Many students are working for or developing their own organizations as part of their social change vision. And so grants and awards can be useful in those contexts as they can come with prestige and authority, money and community attention. Writing for these other genres can come with their own challenges. And so we're grateful to have Beth here today. She's written a successful award, the OLC Effective Practice Award, and she's agreed to share her experiences with us on the podcast. Listeners might recognize Beth's voice from previous WriteCast episodes as she was once one of the co-hosts. Welcome, Beth. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Can you tell us a little bit more about the OLC Effective Practice Award, such as what it was for and when you won it? Sure. So the OLC stands for the Online Learning Consortium, and they're a great organization that provides training and conferences for online educators. So it's a really fantastic organization. If anyone is interested, you can just Google OLC Online Learning Consortium and you'll find lots of different resources and materials. But every year they have what they call effective practice awards, which are just basically meant to reward or recognize organizations that are doing things practically to help students learning online. So it isn't necessarily research focused. It's not like um, an official study or anything that like a lot of students are doing as part of their dissertations or doctoral studies, but it's more focused on the practical aspects of online education. So essentially what, what you do is you just write up a little application that talks about um, the specific initiative you're working on and and try to demonstrate how it's an effective practice for your students. Does that help clarify? (laughs) It does. And you won that award based on some of the work we do here at the Writing Center for Walden students, right? Yes. Yeah. So uh, I applied for the OLC Effective Practice Award uh, with our self-based modules. And those are the, the modules that students can take either through their coursework or optionally they're on our, our Writing Center website. And they're self-paced and multimedia, so students can kind of go through them on their own pace. There's uh, multimedia, like I said, so video and audio. And then there's opportunities to practice um, and kind of see what they're learning. And so it's it's sort of a, a more interactive way to engage with different writing and APA topics. And, yeah, that's that's what we used for the application. And they're awesome. I love our interactive <laughs> modules. I probably recommend those more than any other resource. So I will give that extra plug. So well, I appreciate that. that. <laughs> well, clearly I'm a fan. <laughs> I think we just plugged them in our last podcast. <laughs> yeah, perfect. perfect. So lots of lots of attention, and definitely well worth the prize. So congratulations again. Um, can you tell us a little bit about? your overall process for applying for the award? What kind of steps were involved in your in your writing process and maybe how it was different from a traditional academic paper or a traditional document you might mm-hmm. draft? Certainly, certainly. So I, I actually think there are a lot of similarities between applying for a grant or any sort of award. I think 
both this sort of award and a grant have very similar processes because there's very specific requirements. So I, I'll say from the outset that there seem to be a lot of similarities. I think um, if students are thinking about what they're learning in their own coursework, a lot of that can be applied to grants or awards. But really, the, the most important thing is making sure that you know the requirements. So most often, awards and grants will have very specific directions for what information they want to see and what order they want to see it, and even um, down to the page or the word count for each section. So for the award, what I, what I first did was make sure to get the requirements. There were very specific requirements about what the OLC wanted to know about our effective practice. And so I needed to take a look and, and make sure we had all the information we would need to actually write the award. And then I went back and made sure to gather that information. So starting with the award requirements is really essential and then going from there. And honestly, the process really follows a lot like a normal academic writing process, um, you know, Collecting your information is a lot like researching in the library and then uh, drafting the actual award application, which was um, multiple, multiple pages. I think it ended up being close to 20 pages long and uh, then, you know, revising and, you know, proofing that argument. The other thing I would I would just note here, too, is it's helpful for, I think, applicants to think about what they're writing for an award or a grant as an argument. For a grant, you're arguing that you should get this money, that your uh, initiative is worth that money. For an award like this, we were arguing that the self-paced modules was an effective practice and fulfilled those requirements. And that was a really helpful perspective for me. It made it feel less like I was just telling them about the self-paced modules and, and instead making sure that I had a perspective and a, a purpose in what I was writing. Absolutely. And listening to you describe it does sound a lot like a lot of the advice we give for working on those mm -hmm. general course papers or even dissertation documents where you're making sure that you meet the requirements first and then working towards whatever goal and audience that might be. Mm -hmm. I think that's a good thing, right? So all the, th the skills that we're learning in that coursework and in our academic writing can certainly be applied in these situations as well. Great. So can you tell us a little bit about what it felt like applying for the award and then <laughs> winning the award? Yeah, I sure can. I'd been working with modules very in-depth and creating them, but actually writing about them and, and pulling the data around those modules and developing an argument around them was something new. So that was you know something that took some time and I was pretty nervous about it. Hitting that submission button <laughs> it was um, pretty nerve wracking, but it it all turned out, and it was it was really gratifying. It was great to see that we had uh, been recognized for this, and acknowledging that um, it certainly wasn't just my work that was involved with this. Um, I was a primary author for the award, but I also had help from my colleagues as well as all the different people who contributed to developing the modules themselves. So, what I just loved was it was really a recognition of the team's collaboration and all of the writing center. So it was cool to see our work being recognized and the work that we do with students outside of our specific department. That was that was the fun thing about it, I think. And just seeing that other universities could potentially learn from what we're what we're doing as well. Definitely. Would you say that the act of writing the award application would still be rewarding or beneficial even if you hadn't won? Oh. That's a great question. Yes, I think so, for sure. I mean, you know, by, by writing the application, I feel like I have been more prepared to write subsequent awards. Uh, a colleague and I applied for one of the Walden Social Change Grants, and the 
process of writing this award, I think, certainly informed uh, how I wrote that grant and helped me feel a bit more confident. And even just the process of writing the award helped me really articulate to myself the value that I see in this particular resource and helped me see how I can communicate that value to other writing center staff, other people at Walden, faculty, but also students as well. So th the whole process itself, I think, was was really useful, definitely. That's a wonderful point, and I'm glad you asked that question, Claire, because I was, I was kind of thinking the same thing. I'm sure there are lots of benefits, even though, like I said, it's great that you won that mm -hmm. award, and I think it's extremely well-deserved, but just that practice, like you said, of, of putting into words what is important about your work, I think is a great technique or, or thing to practice. So can we talk a little bit more about the actual writing of the award? I'd, I'd be interested to know what you found to be the most challenging part of that process. For me, it was it was really distancing myself from what I was writing. And let me explain that because that, that probably isn't very clear. Um, what I mean is, you know, I, I had worked so closely with these modules and developing them um, and sort of pulling metrics for them every month. And, and I was just so close to them. So for me, it was really uh, a struggle to kind of take myself out of that I guess first person perspective I have of the modules and think about what do I need to explain to someone else who doesn't know what modules are at all. You know, I had to really start from the basics and make sure that my reader understood, you know, what modules are consist of, how we create them, how they're structured. And that was even before I got to the part where they were effective. So I really had to start at the foundations. And that was certainly a struggle for me. And and what really helped was getting outside readers to help me with that. So I did have other uh, staff within the Writing Center read my draft as I was going along. And that really helped me uh, make sure that I was addressing those outside reader perspectives. I think that's something that's a challenge, like you said, with a lot of writing is remembering that your reader mm -hmm. is a different person and is not yeah. going to have the kind of information that you do about your project. So, um, so that, yeah, that's really important to keep in mind. Right. I was going to say something very similar, Casey, which is that <laughs> I feel like I'm often kind of being that person for students in, in my mm -hmm. paper reviews mm -hmm. and saying, hey, this evidence seems really great, but since I'm not an expert in it and didn't read it. I need a little more explanation mm -hmm. there. Well, and to your point, Claire, I think that that just goes to show that getting outside reader feedback, whether it's a colleague or a fellow student or someone from the writing center through a paper review, it's not about being a bad writer. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's really not. It's just mm -hmm. about everyone needs outside readers to let them know, um, you know, where they're getting lost or where they're missing information. So. I think that's also important to keep in mind. Definitely. Yeah, it's still part of my writing process when I'm writing something mm -hmm. important to have other people read it. And I'm sure you both are doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. And we're we're supposed writing experts. Uh, <laughs> and we spend a lot of time with writing. But it's still really good to have that extra set of eyes. Yeah. Yep, I agree. So we've talked a little bit about what this process was like for you specifically. What are your top suggestions for students thinking about writing their own grant or award application, either at Walden or outside of Walden? My top suggestion or the thing I found most useful was really what I talked about when I started my writing process was making sure you're very clear on the expectations. Take, you know, whatever templates, outlines, requirements, anything that they will give you and make sure you fully look through those. 
before you even start. That was so helpful for me in understanding what information they were looking for um, and what information I didn't have to worry quite so much about and also really guided my writing. I didn't have to you know, spend so much time on one section if, you know, the requirements or the rubric for the uh, award really focused on a different section. That was so helpful for me. And I actually used, as I was writing the award, I, I used the sort of sections and the requirements under each section as an outline for myself. So when we talk about academic writing, we also often recommend students create an outline, right? And they're kind of creating that outline from themselves from from scratch. But with an award or a grant, you you probably should have that outline from the requirements. So you probably don't have to create the outline from scratch, but should create it from those requirements. And and that was so useful in guiding me and giving me direction. Without that, I think I, I certainly would be lost. That's for sure. <laughs> and you mentioned that you have some experience with writing award applications. Was there anything that you wish you had known before either writing your first or, or writing a specific award application? I think the whole process sort of made me feel a little overwhelmed or intimidated at first mm -hmm. when, you, when you talk about like, oh, I'm applying for this award or this grant, <laughs> right? It sounds kind of like something you're like, oh, gosh, that sounds really intense. And, and you know, it's it's a lot of work. And depending on the requirements, you're, you're going to put some time in. But it actually, it was a lot more similar to the other writing I had done than I thought. And after doing it once, I was like, oh, I, I can do this. This isn't, you know, too bad. <laughs> and so I would just say, you know, don't be intimidated. Don't feel like it's something that you aren't able to do. Other people just like you write and win these grants or these awards all the time. You're, you're really no different from them. <laughs> so don't be intimidated, I guess, is, is my main recommendation. Yeah. That's a good recommendation, Beth. And although, of course, we want our writing to be polished, I think if I was writing a grant application, I would probably feel like it needed to be absolutely perfect. Mm. Did you struggle with that at all? <laughs> I, I certainly did a lot of proofing, a lot of proofing for sure. Um, and, and you want that, that final document to represent you well, certainly. But again, remember that everyone who is submitting these is human. And so don't let that get in your them, way. Right? <laughs> what was that? Casey? And people reading them are human yes. as well, right? <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. Yep, that is very true. So, you know, I'm sure if um, someone who was receiving these applications were here, they would say, well, of course, we don't want spelling errors and stuff like that. But also know that, yeah, everyone's human who's who's writing and reading these. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming in today, Beth. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I appreciate um, you all taking the time, and, and I hope these tips and, and kind of thinking through this is useful for someone in thinking about their own award or grant application. Definitely. I really hope that students are applying for these kind of things because mm -hmm. of all the incredible work that I read about and Casey reads about in their papers and prospectus drafts and everything. I know what great work you're all doing, and I hope that you get funding and recognition for that, and you have to apply to potentially get that. And if any of our listeners are interested in actually applying for the OLC Effective Practice Awards, we will include that information in the show notes, so take a look at that link as well. So to sum things up today, keep in mind that as a student, you can use what we've talked about in considering 
your own grant or award application, and that a lot of the tools and general writing tips that we have discussed in previous podcast episodes and in our other resources are really helpful to those award applications. We talked about outlining, we talked about understanding the requirements, we talked about getting secondary readers and considering your audience. Those are all topics we cover frequently in our resources. So keep in mind that just because it's geared towards discussing your coursework doesn't mean that it doesn't apply elsewhere as well. Definitely. And we would love to hear about any of your own grant or award application experiences. So please contact us either through our blog or through writing support at waldenu.edu. And until next time, keep writing. Keep inspiring. WriteCast is a monthly podcast produced by the Walden University Writing Center. Visit our online writing center at academicguides.waldenu.edu slash writing center. Find more WriteCast episodes on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, or your favorite podcast app. We would love to hear from you. Connect with us on our blog, Facebook, and Twitter, and at writing support at waldenu.edu. Thanks for listening.